Hello to you and welcome to Mastering Success, hosted by yours truly, Brett D. Scott. Mastering Success is a platform for successful individuals to share their journey, inspire, and give hope to us all. Speaking about hope, if you're interested in reading my triple best-selling book, I Fly, a collaborative anthology of 20 authors sharing their stories of triumph through some very trying adversity, you'll find the link on this page or check Amazon to order. Without further ado, let us turn on the mic, turn up the speakers and listen to this next episode with anticipated excitement. So it is uh, Mastering Success. We've got Natasha and Adam, um, and we're going to hear quite a bit. I'm just going to mute whoever else is in the room just in case. So um, I would love to, uh, I would love, so we've got Natasha Price and Adam Shepard. Hi. I gave a little bit of uh, an intro uh, in the actual Mastering Success when I promoted you guys, but I didn't really tell them too much. Because I know there's a bit of a backstory. I know that there's, uh, you know, the stuff that you do now, but it's kind of like you had to get yourself to this point, right? Definitely. So maybe, maybe take us back. And I know that there's, there's obviously two, <laughs> two different sides to the way that mm-hmm. this works, but maybe take us back to uh, when things started to change. Because uh, if, if anyone hasn't noticed, you're in wheelchairs. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, But it wasn't always the way. No, not for me anyway. It it has been for Adam. Adam's been in a chair his whole life, but not for me. (laughs) Okay. So maybe take us back and then obviously I would love to know how you guys met and how it all, you know, Mm -hmm. came together because you support each other. Um, So how did it happen? Maybe, Tash, for you, like what happened um, for you? Okay. So... For me, I was completely fit and healthy, just like, you know, anybody else getting out, living life. I was um, I was living in the UK. I was um, in my um, second year as a lawyer and, um, you know, just getting on with my career, loving life. I started getting um, a few very, very strange symptoms um a little bit of leg weakness and my stomach stopped working and I didn't think much of it just thought as a type 1 diabetic these might be some of the problems that I may get um but uh, just carried on as much as normal and I actually um migrated over here with my my parents and my my younger sister um but she didn't get on very well at school here so I took her back to the UK for a year and in that time whilst there um I had a I had a I guess a medical episode I woke up on it would have been boxing day 2008 completely blind in my right eye um within one week I was completely blind in my left eye too I couldn't even see the difference between night and day um within a month I was paralyzed from the waist down it all happened so quickly um and of course because I was on my own in the UK at the time um it it was yeah it was it was pretty tough and um I yeah, I was in hospital for um, the best part of a year, getting medical treatment, having chemotherapy, having um, something called plasmapheresis, which is a um, which is a treatment that they use a dialysis machine with. 
um, to clean your blood out and replace your plasma to try and stop my immune system from attacking itself. Um, I also had steroid treatment, which made me go from uh, a size eight up to about a size 28 um, in the matter of, um, it was a matter of about two months really. So went through a really, really tough time there. Um, I got myself back to Australia maybe a year later and um, I had a relapse which left me paralyzed from the neck down for seven months. Um, obviously that was also another really, really tough time to go through, but because I had my family here, it was, it was much easier. Um, had a little bit of support and, um, I had a really good friendship network here. Um, and from there on, I was, I, can't, I guess I was bed bound for about eight years, but just after a little while kind of made the decision that I didn't want that to be my life anymore. Um, I was I was allowing pain and um, I guess the change in in what my life was to what my life had become to stop me from realizing that you can still have hopes and dreams and goals even when you have big upheaval and change like that so I yeah just made the decision one day I was I was literally sat in bed in my bedroom unable to get myself up unable to move around and I turned around to my mum and I said I'm going to do a marathon. <laughs> she looked at me and went, you're absolutely stark or raving mad. What is wrong with you, woman? I was like, no, I'm going to do a marathon. And seriously, at that, at that point, I couldn't even get myself very easily into my wheelchair, let alone anything else. But um, it took me one year and two months and I did my first marathon. So 42 kilometers using my arms um, and... Yeah, I guess that's it. It's all about what's in your mind and what you feel that you're capable of. I still have the same issues. I still have the same problems. My my health still sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm constantly going through one thing or another challenge-wise with my health. But um, mentally, I can cope with it a lot better. And I guess I just adapt to situations better now these days than I than I ever did when I was first diagnosed and first had the, the same issues, you know, as I do now. Um, yeah, so that's Thanks. a very brief summary, yeah. my story and and um, and, yeah. and where I'm at now. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is brief. And, you know, interestingly, uh, I might have told you when I saw you because we went to an awards night together. That's where yeah. I met you guys for the first time. Mm -hmm. But I'd seen, I'd actually followed Natasha. I think you actually added me as a friend years ago when I was actually a personal trainer. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember watching, like I've been following you for a long time, and I remember uh, seeing some days thinking, how is this woman doing these races? Like you, yeah. you can see the struggles you've been going through with hospital and all the treatments and things, and I just thought, God, you know, and it's good. Like, and I really appreciate that you do that, that you share that because, and I'm sure there's a reason why you do it. Yeah. It's because people go, well, hang on a minute. What's my excuse? I'm feeling mm. a bit shitty today. Oh, I've got yeah. a, something not quite right with my knee. Well, it's, it's a little bit stiff. Well, you know, sure. You want to accept that? Um, so I, I appreciate it because uh, I, <laughs> I haven't done a marathon yet, 
but I had to do a half marathon. Um, I won't tell you the big long winded story. I got back from China. I did the Great Wall of China, the 80 kilometers of walking, right? Wow. So I thought, you know, 21 Ks, I've just done 80. I'm sure yeah. I'll be fine. Well, if you haven't trained, <laughs> I'm sure you know, <laughs> you haven't trained for it. Like, yeah. uh, I was in absolute agony for days after that because yeah, I had like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I appreciate what you're saying. So, how did you guys come together? How did that kind of happen? When did you meet? So, tell him a little bit of your background story. So, yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. Adam. Yeah. So, so I've been a wheelchair user my whole life. Um, unlike Tash, I was born with spina bifida, so um, a neural tube defect um, from yep. birth. Um, these days, um, in utero, they can tell if if um, a baby's got spina bifida. Back in the early eighties, they had no idea. Um, so I came out and was like, "Here I am. This is this is me." Um, so yeah, basically, I've, I've been a wheelchair user my whole life. Um, very very lucky. I was brought up in a family where nothing, virtually nothing, was impossible. Um, and you know, I was encouraged, just like everyone else, to go out and give everything a go and um and push the limits and um that's sort of um been my my thing my, my whole life um you know get out give everything a go um some things you won't do quite as well at and some things you'll you'll smash so um yeah, yeah. that's really it um i've been a gold coaster my whole life um i was actually born in brisbane um but parents decided after um having a child in a, uh, with a disability in a wheelchair that living in a two-story house um, in Brisbane probably wasn't a great idea. Um, Definitely not. Knowing what, I, knowing what I know these days, I probably would have tried, and tried to jump the stairs in my chair, but, um, you know, that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. where, there's, where there's a will, there's a way. So as a, as a child, they, they encouraged mm. you to take up sports and... Yeah, so I started out early days as a swimmer. Um, I used to, I joined a, um, a swimming club of, of actual of able-bodied people yep. and um, I used to swim against those and those guys and then I started getting into a little bit of disabled sport um, as far as uh, swimming and, and that sort of thing um, is concerned. Um, did, the, did those swimming competitions... Um, eventually I got introduced to wheelchair track and road racing, which, uh, became my passion and became my thing. Um, and yeah, I, I got into a friend of mine had an old racing wheelchair. Um, so I jumped in that, gave that a go and, and sort of never looked back. And from there on, um, I, wa- I went and trained at the Australian Institute of Sport, um, did a development camp when I first, very first had my racing chair, which was about two years ago. And I'd heard, I'd been looking for ages for a coach. Um, there's just, there really wasn't anybody in Queensland that I could find. Um, most of the sports development stuff for wheelchair um racing tends to be based either in melbourne or the act the act or sydney, sydney yeah. so oh, there's some people up in newcastle too but um it was just really really difficult and whilst i was at the development camp somebody said to me a, a mutual friend of mm. ours um you should try this guy he used to do road racing he used to be a racer you might find that he could give you a hand so um i contacted him on facebook a couple of days later when I got back from the development camp and mm. I was like, uh, fancy um, 
coaching me a little bit. He was <laughs> like, yeah, sure, why not? Let's, let's give this a go. <laughs> let's, let's make this happen. Yeah, so, yeah, and I guess the rest is history. <laughs> we we um, we hit it off straight away, and um, I guess we've taken the whole coaching thing to becoming business partners, friends, and spend way too much time together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's uh, it's interesting. I hadn't actually broached the topic because I thought, oh, are you are you partners at I didn't know whether you were a couple, no. um, but but the part of me is thinking. I, I reckon you're probably not because I see the banter that goes on sometimes, and I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hash, yeah. Hash pushes the boundaries, doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, you reckon? Yeah, I think uh, so. I, I, truth, truth be told, I give as good as I get. Oh, okay, good, yeah, good. But yeah, I, I tend it tends to happen a little bit bit more subtly from my end. So um, yeah, I'm a bit braver. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm um, I'm 11 years married and I have a, a four-year-old son, Fletcher. So yeah. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he's not in a wheelchair. No, he's not. So um, we went. That there was when I was born. Um, you know, there were statistics around a person with spine bifida having a child with spine bifida. Um, yeah. When and as years have gone on, you know, there, there's they've developed testing for that sort of thing and, um, you know, um, blood tests and, and whatnot um, that have been around for a while now. Um, but, yeah, there, I mean, there was always that, absolutely, there was always that possibility. Um, but as the years go on, uh, that the chance of, you know, him having some form of disability because of mine um, has sort of petered out a little bit. That's um, yeah, you know, He's a very happy, healthy, active yeah, very active. Very active. <laughs> Four-year-old. <laughs> well, he, he can't not be with, with you around being a yeah, trainer as well. <laughs> That's it. Um, so question is, like, I know when uh, when we were talking, I remember you were saying that, like, the, the aim now is to actually inspire others to help others. Mm, absolutely. But how does that work? Um, and I'd like to go back and ask you a couple of questions about the racing as well, but I'd love mm. to know. How, did it, how does it work now for you guys? Like, how are you actually doing? What are you doing? Getting on stages? Like, tell me. Yeah, well, we are. We do, um, we do everything from um, accessibility and inclusion workshops. So we get up in front of people, everything from, you know, young children to, you know, um, people in their 70s and 80s and talk to organisations about um, how they can be more inclusive and diverse in that outlook, mm-hmm. um, whether that's to attract more people into their business because one in, is it one it's in one, five? It's one in five, yeah. yeah, yeah. One in five in Australia has some form of disability. Um, we talk about things from a motivational perspective as well. We like to show people that just because you have a disability doesn't mean that you're unable of doing things and you know, incapable mm. of doing stuff. Um, and showing people that we're just the same as anybody else, mm. you know, we exactly the same. We just adapt and do things a little bit differently, that's all. We, we kind of... You know, it's it's for the people out there who have not surrounded themselves or not been around people with disability, um, and and to show them that you know having a person with disability, whether it be in your business or in your life in general, in in any shape, um, you know, is a great thing it's and a is thing. is a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we also stand for people who may not have always been people with disabilities, um, getting them to understand that you know life is bloody good 
and you know you can you can stretch the boundaries you can you, you can get out there and smash things despite health despite you know disability any of that sort of stuff there's there's so much fear that surrounds disability there's a lot of um i guess um, ideas in the media, whether that be movies, whether that be uh, TV shows, social media, that um, disability is a bad thing, that it's something to be scared of. If you were to suddenly become disabled, that it would be the worst thing that could possibly ever happen in your life. And yes, it's not easy. There are so many challenges you have to deal with, but I think they miss the positives of it. They miss the, the fact that you get to become part of a community that is incredible, mm -hmm. that it helps build resilience. You become courageous and find an inner strength that you never knew you had perhaps. And um, th there are a lot of benefits. There's so many opportunities that I've had now because of disability that I just would never have had a chance to experience had I have not been through mm -hmm. this stuff. So mm. yes, it sucks sometimes, but the benefits are there and I think it needs to be shown in a positive light as well as the realities of it so open up people's hearts and minds so that they see the realities of living with disability but that they also see that life can be just as awesome or in my case better than it ever was before mm, absolutely and, I, and and you know as somebody who's been a person with disability my entire life um I, I absolutely recognise the fact that there are so many, so, so many things in my life that I wouldn't have had opportunity to do or see had I not been who I am um, and, and been brought up the way I've been brought up and been surrounded by the people I've been surrounded with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's great. And I think it's, um, it's inspiring that you both have a different view on where you are now because of, mm. it's a different way that, you know, for you, Adam, you obviously had it your whole life. <clears throat> and for you, Tash, you had to come to terms with it. Yeah, exactly. And, but the, I'm actually seeing a lot of similarities, even though it's completely different, but I'm seeing a lot of similarities with what I do. Because for me, I got to an older age and I'm sure, like, especially when I had a big financial upheaval, I thought, you know, maybe this is just how life's meant to be. I'm probably not going to have the success and freedom that I always hoped to do. But once I started to do the work, right, once I started to look at the positives, like you're explaining. Sorry. That's all right. Sorry. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Yeah, once I started to, uh, to do the work, um, I actually started to see the change. And you mentioned, you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to do some things. I wouldn't have made up it. I, I know I wouldn't have had these things happen mm. if I hadn't have looked at it in a positive way. And so I see a lot of similarities, even though it's completely different. But that's, that's the point, isn't it? Like in some times, like I remember thinking, why did it take me so long to figure it out? Why did it take me 43 years to wake up to myself, basically? Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, but when I, when I did, when I started to do the work properly, I started to get these amazing changes. I started to track things that I'd never had the ability to do before. Mm. And it's kind of the same thing. And now, you, and now yeah, obviously, the main thing I do is, is try and inspire others to not give up and to keep going. And yeah. mm. that's exactly what you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Under the synergy. Um, <laughs> so tell me, because um, I said I wanted to ask you about the the racing. Both of you have been racers, so like mm -hmm. you know, we we see probably mo most people more likely have seen marathons with able-bodied people doing the runs. Yeah. 
um, unless they've watched the Special Olympics. So tell us, what's it like when you're actually racing against people versus if you just have to finish it? Like, because you you have you both have had like some top level wins, haven't you? Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's an interesting experience. Um, yeah, I'm still very much at the start of my career. Um, I've, I've just in the past week got um, international classification, so that means that my um, results from here on in will be um, put on the world rankings list. So. I'm, I'm a little bit excited about that. Um, I, I guess trying to, uh, it, you need to have a very competitive nature. You need to have that drive to want to beat everybody that's around you. And that, that's all I can, mm. it, it is. It's a drive and it's a need to want to do your best and to get ahead of the competition. Um, it, it, and yeah, it's I'm. I think I'm very, very competitive. It's I'm a perfectionist. For me, I'm a perfectionist in every single thing I do. So whether that's and I think it drives Adam nuts. In you know whether it's something to do with business or even it's if it's just how I cook my food, it just has to be perfect. So that comes into how I race as well. Um, if I know that I'm getting up ahead of people and doing my best, then I'm always happy. So what, yeah. what would be the drive? Like, what's the driver? I know, obviously, um, Adam, you, you did it prior, previously, and now, mm. to, as you said, just getting started um, internationally because you've, you've done really well here. I've seen some yeah. of the things. Um, so what is, like, what drives you? Like, when I think about um, what drives me, like, I, I understand why I'm doing things. And, you, and you know, <laughs> we do things when we don't feel like doing things and you think, ah, oh, exactly. rather... I'd rather do that. I'd rather do this, but you know that I've got to do this because that's where I'm going. That's where I'm heading. So what is it for you guys? Or what, what is it for you now, Tash? And what was it for you, Adam? For, for me, um, it's a couple of things. Um, <laughs> first of all, I think I've got a very obsessive personality. So once I get into routine, I that keeps me very much driven. But also, um, I guess, having spent nearly 10 years in bed, um, I've just, I miss so much of life, you know, and I, I'm so driven to use this newfound life that I've got to kind of you know, achieve big things, but also make a really big difference in the world. And to me, racing gives me such a great to do the things that I want to do. So it's not just about winning races. It's not just about competing. It's not just about taking part. It's about the inspiration and motivation that me taking part in these things um gives to other people and that's such a huge driving factor for me for me uh, i guess like i i stopped racing or i retired from racing um 20 years ago so it's been a while so most of my racing was done as a junior as a junior athlete but for me back back then it was it was very much about keeping fit and healthy um because uh, it, it, it's, it is definitely harder for a person with a disability, you know, wheelchair users to, to, to do that, find different ways of doing that. So it was that um, I, had a, I had a real competitive um, streak. So, you know, it was, still does. If, if, <laughs> if we're just pushing down the street and I get ahead of him, he has to get in front again. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so there was that. Um, 
it was the friendships that I made, the, the travel I got to do. Um, you know, it, it, I just loved all of that. Um, it was great as a platform as well um, to be able to inspire others, um, like you know, like what we're what we're working with towards now, um, yeah. and um, you know, at, at some point help bring other people through the ranks of wheelchair racing and and disabled sport. That's awesome. I love Your it. biggest driving factor now would be is is definitely my son. Yeah, it's definitely my son. Yeah. Um, every yeah. if you look at every, everything I do, basically, and you know, we talk about our why and what our why is, and my why is definitely him. Um, yeah, if you link back to just about everything I do in one way or another, it's it revolves around being around for him, making sure I'm fit and healthy to be around for him you know, that sort of stuff and, and showing him um, how great life is and, um, you know, you, you can do anything um, despite whatever and and uh, put your mind towards it, to it. I love it. Yeah. You know, I think it's like I've been thinking about what you said in regards to Natasha in regards to, you know, a lot of people being brought up or in the media actually being told to be, you know, concerned or worried that your life is over if you get a disability you know, and to be, <laughs> to be really careful. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, I agree. I mean, I haven't got a disability as such, but I did have a <laughs> mental disability. Um, yeah. I allowed myself to do things I didn't want to do. Yeah. But, but, but the point, I really love that you're sharing it because I think it is such a, um, you know, I think people hold themselves back sometimes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. They're so worried about what if. Yeah. You know, I remember... In uh, January, February of 2019, I remember saying to myself, as, and I'd only just started my journey properly in November of 2018, where I actually started to do the internal changes that were required, my internal self. And I remember in January, February, I said to myself, you've got to stop being afraid of failing, right? And yeah. this is kind of mm. the connection. You've got to stop being afraid of failing. You've got to start being afraid of not trying, mm. you know? And like, you know, because... Whatever happens, happens, um, and not to say everyone needs to be <laughs> reckless, but it just means you've got to be brave. You've got to do some things that don't hold yourself. So many mm. people are controlled by fear. They yeah. allow fear to stop them from doing so many things, but <clears throat> you, all you can do is embrace that fear and actually mm -hmm. allow it to drive you forwards. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like to think that that's something Be I do. Brave. Exactly. Mm. I, I like to think that's something I do really, really well. Um, I I still feel fear. I feel fear constantly, but you just have to use that draw on it and um, and actually help it, use it to help you achieve things rather than, um, you know, make you slip behind, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You, it, it's all about putting yourself out there and, you know, knowing knowing where you feel your limits are, and then actually discovering where you, you know where your limits are, and pushing you, past and them. pushing past them, you you'd be surprised. Yeah. Um, you know, ninety nine point nine nine percent of people will be surprised how far that actually takes. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty amazing. You know, I've got a I've got another friend um, who <laughs> she she's incredible. Like she, uh, her name's Risha. <clears throat> I've had her on the show before. She lives at the Glasshouse Mountains and I met her going up a mountain, up Mount Tibragagan. Mm. And when I met her, she was like two years into her journey, as in two years prior, she was 135 kilos mm. and uh, she's only five foot 
seven or five foot eight or something. And she was 135 kilos. When I met her, I think she was maybe 75. Now she's probably like 60. Awesome. <laughs> she's gone to the extreme. But the, the, re- the reason for it, like, it's, and this is the thing, right, and the reason I'm bringing it up is I guarantee this is what you guys had to do, mm. is that it's not about just completely becoming this new person. It's about mm. taking small steps. Mm-hmm. Like she told me when she first started running, which wasn't running, it was like walk, a little bit of run, walk, a little bit of run. She went up another mountain called um, called uh, Mount Gungun or Nunu, <laughs> depending on mm-hmm. how you pronounce it. Um, and she remembers when she would be trying to run up this mountain, she would have uh, guys uh, walking down and they'd be laughing and saying, oh, check out the fatty, right? Oh, wow. Now, yeah. She used that as fuel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of people don't, right? And she's a bit of an anomaly because now she's gone on to not only lose the weight, but she went on to, um, she's now the queen of the mountain. She's done, you know, the king of the mountain race. which Yes, I yeah, 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 yeah. She's the queen of the mountain, still holding the title because we didn't have a queen, a king of the mountain last year. Yeah. Um, this year I'm not sure if we're going to go ahead as well. But she became, the, uh, the first time she ran it, she came second. The second time she ran it, she won. She then, she also won state boxing champion. She also mm. won, um, she's now an ultra marathon winner. Awesome. Awesome. Right? awesome. So she just like continually adds to it. But the point is she didn't, she wasn't always that good. And she had a big excuse. Her whole mm. family are big, right? She had the bench. No, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> she had a big excuse, but she, she went like you, eight years in a bed. She went, this, enough is enough. Like I've got to actually do something. Exactly. You know, and, yeah, and you didn't, I know you said I went straight and did a marathon, but it didn't, like, you didn't just go straight out and do 42 no, There's a lot of baby steps that go on in between. And, mm. and I think, you know, you set small, very, very small achievable goals and you celebrate them. You celebrate every single one of those goals, Absolutely. you know. that's And I think that's the thing that people forget. They get, they get frustrated and annoyed at themselves because they can't do things quick enough they you know they're thinking yeah. oh why is it taking so long to get here but they're forgetting about the small wins that they have every single day that actually help them along their journey and they forget to celebrate it you know you don't get anywhere if you're constantly hard on yourself and I'm mm. I really shouldn't talk about that because I am very hard on myself but the thing is celebrate the good things and don't focus on the bad if something goes wrong and you don't get to where you want to get in the time frame you're looking at mm-hmm. reevaluate mm-hmm. reassess and then just keep going for it yeah absolutely it's um it, yeah it's definitely one of those things where um yeah you you just have to you know if you if you've got a goal and you um you've got a time frame you just need to you know, as, as Tash says, reassess um, and, and go for it again. You know, I love, that, I love that you said that, and I, I guarantee that you are hard on yourself, but I'm, I love that you said don't be hard on yourself. It doesn't mean let yourself off the hook. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. It means, you know, okay, I didn't do it, didn't do it as well as I wanted. That's okay. Um, but tomorrow we're going to. Tomorrow yeah. we're going to do a little bit better. We're going to get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and, and as you said, you know, celebrate it. Go, oh, good. You know, this, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, I, the, yeah. The, the the thing is, I think you know, it's important to understand that everyone's 
just about everyone. I, I don't know a single person who has had a plan, who's put a goal in place, who hasn't hit a speed bump or, you know, a roadblock of some sort. Um, and, you know, if you get through, get if you have a journey and you get through that journey and you've not hit one, kudos to you because it doesn't happen you know, and to, and to be fair, the, the speed blocks and the, if the speed blocks, speed, <laughs> speed bumps and the roadblocks, they're, they're the challenges that help you mm. build a little bit of character yeah. and, and teach you some lessons. Mm, and so, absolutely. There's, you know, no challenge is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. No challenge is a bad thing. It doesn't change you. It doesn't challenge you. It doesn't change you. They're, exactly. all ex- they're all experiences in the end, you know. They're all, yeah. for, for better or for worse, um, they're, they're all experiences that build on, on your character and, and how you approach things in the future. I love that. It's, uh, it's awesome. I'm going to let everyone know if they want to just get prepared to, if they've got any questions, feel free to pop yeah. them in the chats. I'm watching, if you see me looking down, I've got my phone down here so I can see who's on Facebook. Um, you've got some nice comments here. We've got, um, we have, I'll stop and start. Uh, we've got Michael saying, great chat. Uh, you should be should also be a men's stylist, Brett D. Scott. Your your suave style is inspiring. Uh, he's a funny guy. He, he, <laughs> we might have to get him to get. It. He's got a TV show. We might have to get you on a TV show. Um, Hi, now, get us on the TV show. Yeah, he's got a he's got a show called Forging Excalibur. Um, Ooh, awesome. Which is uh, he's he's a men's and relationships coach, but he's so much more than that. Um, awesome. But, yeah, um, Melanie's saying good morning. She said, what, what incredible humans with such a positive outlook. Uh, Valerie's saying beautiful souls, love you both. And oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> Valerie says, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist too, Natasha. And yeah. my mum says, love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so if anyone's got any questions, please do pop them in the chat. Um, and if uh, at the end, Weez or Ali, because you're in the room, if you want to ask questions by all means, you can ask them directly as well. Um, so what I'd love to know, uh, I know, Adam, you're a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Are you training everyone or do you train specifically people who have disabilities? I, I actually, when I um, became qualified as a personal trainer, my goal was to um, do well at training everyone, able-bodied people. Um, I got into the gym scene as a personal trainer and people automatically look at a guy in a wheelchair and go, I wouldn't. And I've actually, I've literally had people, a guy come up to me and say, I wouldn't choose you as my personal trainer because you don't have working legs. So you don't know what it's like. I'm like, and um, I, I, I literally said to this guy, I said, let me take you through a session. I won't charge you. Obviously let me take you through a session and let's see how it goes. And then I, I actually had this guy continually for a couple of years as a, as a client after that. Because so. because the good thing is when you can't feel your legs, it means you can be a little bit more sadistic with the training, leg yeah. training sessions. <laughs> it, it, it became my mission. When I went through my qualifications as a personal trainer, I, I took my, my trainers aside and I said to them, look, people are automatically going to assume that I'm not going to be good at you know, the, the leg stuff and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I said to him, look, this is what I want to excel at because I, I want, I don't want, I, I don't want there to be opportunity for people to think, oh, no, he won't be able to do that. So I made it a point that, yeah, that was that was very much what I felt, well, 
wasn't my entire focus, but was a, it was a heavy focus for me. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm a personal. I'm not practicing now, but I, I'm a personal mm. trainer, and I know it really mm. doesn't matter if you you know. Really, it doesn't matter if you haven't even lifted a weight before. Um, you can mm. still find someone. You can still understand the uh, the biology and how to actually get the best out of it. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, Weez is saying, I would choose you for a personal trainer. You guys are amazing. And Thank you. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome. Um, and my mum said that would be great on TV. <laughs> oh. uh, Thank you, Brett's mum. <laughs> yeah. My name's Wendy. Um, Wendy. So uh, what, like I know we kind of like had, we kind of talked about what it is moving forward. Like ideally, like if we put you, you know, 10 years into the future, what do you see happening or what would you love to see happening or have happened? Uh, racing. What about you for racing? For, for racing, I, my my next goal is the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. So I, I really want to um, represent Australia on, in the marathon there. So I'm, I'm hoping to have, um, you know, I would imagine in 10 years' time I'll be retired, but um, certainly have got myself a decent racing career behind me by that point but from um, a business perspective and, and a personal um, perspective I really hope that we are able to reach people on a world stage so that we can really have made a, a tangible difference to people with disabilities and also inspired and motivated a few people along the way yeah yeah absolutely I think um you know, it sounds cliche, but global domination, you know. <laughs> I mean, as, as far as what we do, uh, you know, with the, our accessibility and inclusion diversity workshops and training and that sort of thing, um, you know, we do it, we do that side of things from, you know, a combined 50 years lived experience. Um, and the way we do it is is quite different to a lot of people that are um, do that stuff is, is very different to the way other people do it. So, yeah, I think you know, moving that on and, and getting that, you know, wider into the community. And, and you know, as Tash said before, um, changing hearts and minds, you know, that, that's where it starts um, and, and will continue. So, yeah. So we we like to make it more personal. There's, there's a lot of people out there that spout rules and regulations, mm. which it's, it's all very, very important. But um, we like to try to get people to realize the importance on a personal level so that so that they are empathetic and actually want to make the changes in order to um help make a difference so if if we've got more people that are able-bodied um as part of the army trying mm -hmm. to make a difference in the world and it's not just people with disabilities that are trying to tackle this stuff mm -hmm. then you know fantastic and that's what we're all about yeah, you know, what was coming to my mind was exactly that, was, you know, and I actually I've got a client who just won an Emmy. Um, mm. She's actually got a cochlear implant. Um, yeah. so awesome. She is deaf and mm. uh, her goal, like her big goal is to, is to um, inspire her community. Mm. I said, why are you stopping there? Like, Yeah, yeah. exactly. How inspiring is it to hear that someone who is deaf makes movies is a director of movies not just the visual component but also the yeah. audio uh, the audio mm. the audio component as well mm. uh you know and she's won an emmy and she's going on we're going on towards the oscar that's the next one 
And I said to her, like, don't just think about, yes, of course, inspire your community of people who mm. have cochlear implants to, to know that mm. you can do this. But I'm inspired. Like, shit, yeah. that's my excuse. Yeah. No? Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and this is where, and I said it the other day in a, in a live, like, setting goals is so important. In fact, there was a study done um, back in 1979 that a lot of people refer to, a Harvard MBA business um, class where, they told them to actually lock into a goal and, and have a plan. And most mm-hmm. of them, I say, look, not most of them, yeah, most of them, 80, I think it was 83% of them uh, didn't do it, 13% of them uh, locked into a goal, and then 3% of them, if I'm getting the numbers right, 3% of them actually did what they were asked to do, which is lock into the goal and lock in and have a plan of how you're actually going to do it. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. What, they, what they discovered 10 years later is that the ones that didn't plan out a goal, <laughs> didn't do anything, didn't, didn't really achieve too much, the ones that um, 3% of the 13%, they actually got, um, they actually did quite well. So 3% of the 13% did really well. Mm-hmm. The 3% that did everything, they made 100 times more than everyone else combined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and it's not about money, of course, but what it is about is actually locking into something that you actually want, knowing, like, working out a plan of how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then follow like, Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Goal setting and planning is so important. It, it's something we, we talk about when we do one of our motivational talks. It's um, without goal setting, without planning, without being a bit strategic about things, you you just can't achieve what you hope to achieve. Mm-hmm. You, you can have dreams, but dreams take planning if you're actually going to make them reality. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing to, to, to understand, I guess, um, if you're somebody who's, who's not really done the goal-setting thing before, um, but, you know, there's something that you want to make happen and you're setting goals to, make, to, to get to that point, um, it, it's important to understand too that, Everyone um, chases goals differently, I think, and has a different pathway of getting there. Um, and, you know, what's right for you was not always going to be right for the next person. Yeah. So allow yourself to uh, allow yourself to for your not your goals to change, but the way you get there to to alter a little bit, because, you know, you'll start on a pathway and realize that the way you're getting to your goal, your, your end goal will be the same. Um, but the path to get there might change a little bit because you know what you're currently doing might yeah, not work circumstances out. can yeah. change it's it's an evolution i guess um it, it, everything evolves you just have to be adaptable and flexible in in the way you go about doing Absolutely. things you know <laughs> Often, I mean, we do this all the time. We set, we set a goal with a specific time frame and we very, very rarely <laughs> manage to do it within the time frame just because there are a lot of extra challenges that we have because of health and disability and just yeah. things always take longer than, um, than you would imagine. But you just go back, look at what you've done previously and just adapt and, and use a little bit of flexibility in your outlook. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I, I 100% agree, and I, I thought I actually wasn't going to need to bring this book up, but uh, I am. It's called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah. You know, and some people might Great think, book. Yeah, you know, I don't care about making money. 
not all about making money. What it is about, though, it, when it talks about goals, when it talks about achieving goals, it's never change your goal. And you've kind of said it, Natasha, never, mm. never, uh, never give up on it. I think both of you have. Never yeah. give up on the goal. But mm. if you may need to get there. You might need to steer around it differently. There might be a dead end and you've got to figure out another way of actually getting there. Mm-hmm. You've got to be flexible, as you're saying. And yeah, exactly. That's the thing for me. Like I've had to change course a few times in the way that I'm getting to what I'm going for. Yeah. I haven't achieved my goal on the set date um, two times and I'm going for the third time. And someone said to me the other day, in fact, one of my coaches, said, why don't you just change it a little bit? And I said, no. no. Said, I'm not changing the goal. I'll change how I get there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not changing the goal. I, it, mm. Like I made a commitment. And the reason I'm sticking to it is because that's how I wasn't acting before and I wasn't getting the results I wanted. I've got amazing yeah. results and it has to do with this goal that I've been. Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I love that you're saying that. And I think it doesn't matter whether you want to uh, be a, an elite athlete or whether you mm-hmm. want to just do a little bit better in business or even if you just yeah. want to improve your relationships, right? Mm, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Or get a relationship. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. <laughs> Ali's saying, woohoo, thank, think and go rich. Um, and we said, I think everybody or a lot of people have to tackle that, including me, as in working on the goal or yeah. doing what you need to. Valerie on Facebook is asking, have you heard of Rick Hansen from Canada? He's an incredible track and field athlete, Paralympic Games. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be awesome to connect to him. He did the Man in Motion tour in Canada to prove the potential of people with disabilities. Awesome. awesome. I know I do know of Rick, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know him, but I know yeah. of him, yeah. Well, I don't know if Valerie knows him, but if she does or knows someone, I'll get her to let Please. me know. Please. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the tip, Valerie. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes, and you guys I'm sure have experienced that you never quite know what can come of doing something like, you know, coming on a show or, uh, you know, talking to someone or asking someone a question. You just never know. Um, and, that, and do you know what? And once again, that comes to to the point I was making earlier about tackling fear um put yourself out there you never know what's going to happen even if you're fearful of doing something Mm -hmm. do it anyway because generally the things you're most scared of which for me for a long time was public speaking and and this kind of thing um great things can happen and you know until you start putting yourself out there and have a willingness to do it nothing's ever going to improve nothing will change it's um it's incredible what can Mm -hmm. happen when you do it (laughs) yep absolutely totally agree valerie just said he's the ceo of the rick hansen foundation which is generating more than 200 million for spinal cord injury related programs love it okay awesome yeah we will thank you (laughs) uh valerie's one of my new clients (laughs) and so Oh, okay, awesome. awesome. He's already paying back. Good on you. Um, yeah. So what I'd love you to do now, because we're pretty much at the end, um, have you got any lasting uh, comments or is there a way that people can get in touch if they're inspired and actually go, you know what, can you help me? Um, so maybe final words and how can people connect? Well, mm-hmm. connecting with us, we're both um, on socials, mm-hmm. on, on Instagram specifically. I am there as the invincible woman and Adam's there as the real Adam Shepherd. Um, you can contact 
either of us on Facebook, just find our names. Absolutely. And um, we can be emailed at contact at invincible.co. How do you spell invincible? I'm just typing. So it's it it is I N V oh God. I N V I N C A B L E. So it's like the word invincible but with an A rather than an I. (laughs) That's dot com. Uh, dot co dot co there you go i'll pop that in there in the chat um on on facebook in the group um any final words final words Mm -hmm. just keep pushing forward keep doing you Mm -hmm. and stay positive i know i know it's very very hard especially in tough times like at the moment but Better things and good things will always come. And with a challenge, with adversity, with anything, it's not always going to be bad. Good mm-hmm. things will happen in the end. Yeah. Um, for me, probably, um, for me, parents, encourage your kids to talk to people with disabilities. Absolutely. Please, yeah. please, please, please. You will find everyone, I speak to people all the time and they're like, oh, you know, I'm worried my, my son, my daughter or whatever is going to offend people. Most people love it and, I, I, you know, I'm a dad obviously. The curiosity, I love the curiosity. You get great questions. You know, it, it's, it's awesome. Um, you know, we, we want our kids to grow up thinking it's okay to ask questions and be curious and learn about life. Um, because that's what this is all about. So, you know, if you see me in a shopping centre, if you see Tash in a shopping centre, if you see a person with disability in a shopping centre and the kids are asking questions, encourage your your son or your daughter to go and say hi to that person Um, because the the reception will will generally always be a good one, I promise. Um, And that's kids are going to be curious that's how they learn they're not going to learn if they don't ask questions there's nothing wrong with Mm. that um please don't please don't feel like you have to um chastise your child or pull them away or be embarrassed because they've asked a question that's that's how they learn and that's how they learn that you know Mm. as people with disabilities we're just like anybody else and that's how we get to talk to Mm. them and educate yeah, it's it you know it's normalizing it's it's about normalizing people with some sort of difference, people with disabilities. Um, you know, we get it all the time. We'll be in a in a Coles or something. I'll be grocery shopping, and you'll hear, "Hey, mum, that guy's in a wheelchair." And you look back, you you turn around, and mum and dad are they're looking like they want the, want the world to swallow them, sort of thing. And and that's not what we want at all. That that's not the goal. You know, the goal is that you know that little person is going to come up to us and shake our hand or give us a high five or knuckles or whatever and and introduce themselves and, and ask those questions, um, which is awesome. I love that. I love you sharing that because, yeah, you know, and you we mentioned at the start, like people are worried like because <laughs> they think, oh, you know, you might actually, you know, because they think that you are, I think what the thought is that they think, mm. oh, you must be having a hard time. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to make it even harder. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's you know, yeah. it's the thing is, it's no. It, just because you have a disability doesn't mean you're having a hard time. Things mm-hmm. are just different. That's all, and there's nothing, nothing wrong about that. There's no nothing that we should be ashamed about or have to hide mm-hmm. or 
we're just living life. We're just living life. So if somebody has, if a kid has a question, then there's nothing wrong with that. Just allow them to ask because that is how they're going to learn that we are just the same. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Love it. Um, <laughs> I just had a memory of, um, I don't know if you guys have seen Avatar. Yes. yes. Just remembered he was in a wheelchair and then he yeah. um, got to go into that Avatar body. Mm -hmm. um, don't know if that'll happen one day. Yeah. <laughs> um so that is it for us um really appreciate you guys uh, and i know everyone here definitely have um my mum said wendy said have so enjoyed this session thank you she's put up a uh love heart thing um valerie thank says, you wendy, wendy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome session thanks so much for sharing your stories the world needs you both my niece is autistic she's a beautiful lady awesome. um, that is wonderful yeah really you know like you guys are not the normal uh people that i have on the show and when i say not normal what i mean is um <laughs> as inspiring you, you, really you I mean. meet us we're not in any way normal <laughs> well, you're not, you're well you know i see your banter and i think that's not normal but i think it's great i think it's great because you know like we've got to have fun right we've got to have fun and we've got to absolutely not, exactly. yeah i think the the lighter we go with things and the the more joy and like the secret to life is happiness Secret yeah, that's it. Absolutely. That's what we're all chasing at the end yeah. of the day. We may yeah. we may have different um, dreams, different ideals that make us happy, but that's that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you're my first. Um, you're my first jewel, like my first jewel partnership on screen. Awesome. And like, do you know what? A lot of people have said that whenever we've done something like this. Um, mm. Yeah, we like to do things different absolutely yeah i just had a message come up from uh an app called motivated and it said um recovery is hard regret is harder yeah mm -hmm. so absolutely. true yeah. so true yeah absolutely yeah. oh you'd just, like that one <laughs> yeah, yeah i like that think of the reward at the end mm -hmm. like you know push yourself to you know go outside of the box and yeah you look at the reward at the end it's mm. all worth it yeah And as they say in show business, that's a wrap. Well, I truly hope you enjoyed this episode and remember to subscribe and click on the bell to stay tuned for the next installment. And remember, as I always say, leave at least one person today with the impression of increase. That means have them leaving you feeling better off having spent time with you than not. And hopefully that's exactly what I've done with you today.